0: What is up guys, welcome back to the Stoner Thoughts Podcast, and tonight I just figured I'm gonna share some cool, neat little stories with you of dumb shit, and some smart shit that me and my friends have done while smoking weed. Again, like, nothing too exciting, nothing too crazy today to report. The only thing I really had that was interesting was, at work the other night, this guy came in, and this dude is one of those, like, notorious, like, neighborhood guys that keeps trying to sell us shit, like... He always manages to find, like, iPhones, and he always has big-ass bags of weed on him when he comes in the store. <clears throat> and he walks up to me, on the clock, holds out a big-ass bag of weed. Mind you, I'm on fucking camera, dude. And he says really loud, he's like, Hey man, could I interest you in buying some of my dank-ass weed? And I'm just like, my guy. I'm at work. You know, like, this isn't, this isn't the time or place to be asking me if I want to buy weed is when I'm at work. Like... And guys, here's a couple stories I'm going to tell you to about some sketchy dealers. I'll do those first, then I'll go into the dumb shit stories. Just because I want to have fun tonight. I just kind of want to, like, relax, listen to this music, talk to you guys, and have a good time. So again, this is going to be a shorter episode. Fair warning. But uh, enjoy the music for a minute while I go grab my drink and take a couple hits from my stizzy. Alright guys, so I am back, and again, first up, I'm gonna tell you guys a couple stories about some sketchy, sketchy plugs that I've met and had in my time, and like, mind you, all this that I'm talking about with plugs is pre-legalization, like, I was a stupid kid in high school, most of them didn't even want to deal with me because they were like, hey man, like, if you're gonna buy from me, I want you to buy at least, like, you know, a half ounce or like a quarter ounce or something, like, I'm not gonna be selling dime bags to high school kids and risk getting my ass put in jail, which... Dude, it makes perfect fucking sense. Like, I understood completely why they didn't want to deal with me, because I was just some stupid kid. But as everybody knows, you eventually find that one plug that is always down, like, no matter what, no matter how much you're buying. And one weekend, me and my buddies were hanging out. It was a Thursday. We were making plans to hang out Friday night at the one friend's house that we always chilled and had video games and snacks. And this was also the friend's house that we could smoke at, because his mom went to bed at, like, you know, 7 o'clock at fucking night. And would sleep until, like, 10 o'clock the next day if she didn't have anything. Or she'd be up at, like, 8 o'clock and you could always hear her leave the house and start her car because she drove this big-ass truck. And, like, we were thinking to ourselves, we're like, yeah, smoke sesh tomorrow night, play some video games, chill out, mellow with the friends, kick it with the homeboys. And you know what? Like, a lot of people get on me about, like, you know oh you were smoking weed when you were a kid like that's illegal you shouldn't be saying stories about them. I'm like yeah well you know I was a kid and you know there's no actual proof to tell you that half of these stories happen besides my own words so I hope you guys enjoy the stories because I swear on my end like 99% of what I say is true 1% I admit I embellish a little bit I don't intend to but I like to accentuate certain things certain actions that occurred Maybe not as dramatic, but you know what? Just in- enjoy the stories. I have fun telling them. And so, this this particular Friday, we were trying to find anybody, anybody that we knew that had any, like, butt on them that we could buy, like, a little bit, a couple nugs, just something, something to smoke that night. And we're asking all around, and there's just nothing, nada. Like, literally every dealer that I knew that I went to school with, was like, sorry, man, like, I'm out, like, and it was that time of year, too, which is like, April, May out here, where all the plugs would literally kind of, like, dry up for a month or so, because 80% of them sold their weed to the kids that came into town to go to Coachella Fest, so they would always be like, yo, you're going to Coachella this weekend? Hey, you want to have a good time? I got, like, you know, a quarter ounce on me, and that quarter ounce, excuse me is what, 90% of what our dealers would, like, break up into dime bags and sell to us. So when all these richer kids, you know, that go to school, they're going to Coachella, looking to get fucked up, and they want to smoke some weed and shit, they literally, like, would buy quarter ounces, half ounces of, like, this, like, not even, like, the good kush, but I mean, like, at least, like, mids. By the way, don't smoke mids. It's bad for your health. I, I know other people have said that, but please, like, at least get, like, top shelf... Mid, mid, mid to top tier like something that's not like garbage bunk weed that you would only use for like crushing up into rosin or making edibles like I can't tell you how many times that a plug has told me that weed is fire and it ends up being like ditch weed like oh they grew this like in their backyard and had like it was watered by just like the natural rain and like the runoff from their regular sprinklers wasn't getting enough nitrogen there's like nitrogen burn on it hella full of seeds and bunk like it's just not good weed and we got weed like that quite a few times do we still smoke it yes did we keep the seeds and attempt to grow our own plants a couple times but then we realized we were kids and growing weed at that point was just not a thing that we should be doing so we just sold the seeds to a few of our buddies who used to hook us up with weed from those particular plants. But, like, that, that's a story for another time. So we hit up this one plug that we knew, who happened to be, like, someone that an older brother of mine knew. And we knew he sold weed, and I was like, hey, maybe if I hit him up, it'll be cool. So I jump on the Facebook Messenger, roll over to his name real quick, click on it, and I'm like, hey, man, are you on deck? And he's like, yo, dude, I just re up this week. I'm looking to sell some, like, how much do you want to buy? And I was like, oh, man, like, we got, like, to maybe maybe 25 bucks between me and two other friends. And he's like, you know what, guys, for you guys, because, we're like, we're cool, we're homies. He's like, I'll do a fucking half ounce for 20 bucks. Now, mind you, we were thinking that this was going to be a half ounce of absolute, like, shit weed. And it actually turned out to be like decent bud Like it wasn't like the best mind-blowing bud that I've ever smoked But it definitely wasn't like terrible It wasn't that bad So we're sitting there when we get back to the friend's house With a half ounce of weed in our backpacks mind you Sketchiest Sketchiest 20 minute walk of my fucking life We finally get back to the friend's house We we unbox it We pull it out of the bag We're all all passing around smelling it Like hyped up that we have a half fucking ounce This shit was gonna last us like a month or two Because at that point in time, like, we didn't really smoke, like, super heavy, like, all the time like I do now. But back then, it was like, you know, we'd go over on the weekends, smoke a little bit of weed, maybe have, like, a joint or two during the week. And that was it. It was more of a weekend thing for us. So, you know what? Like, that half ounce actually ended up lasting us literally almost two months. And... That's just, like, one plug. And the reason this plug was sketchy was because this is the one that I've mentioned in a couple other podcasts where he would pull up to the 7-Eleven. He'd be like, yeah, meet me at 7-Eleven in, like, 10, 15 minutes. And we'd roll down to 7-Eleven on our skateboards, and he'd just openly, like, hand us our bag right there in the parking lot, right in front of everybody. Like, didn't care if there were customers around. I'd open my backpack so we could, like, slide it in. But instead, he'd always hold it out in his hand and be like, here you go, man. And I quickly like grab it Throw it in my bag Hand him the money And and, you know Off we were He backed out Slammed out of the parking lot And we'd sometimes go into 7-Eleven Like when he was there And we would grab like Arizonas and snacks and shit And this particular time We decided to grab snacks And we go inside And the cashier was just like (laughs) Like he could smell it Like he made the face and everything And he's just smiling And looking at us like we're dumb kids And you know It's probably some shit weed Or whatever that they have on them Like something like that and didn't say shit, we bought our Arizonas, mission complete, went back up to the other friend's house, sat down in front of the TV, we, you know, we packed a couple bowls in this like $10 Cheapo Depot pipe that we had that we made an older friend of ours get for us. Go out back behind the house, like, start smoking up a storm, and his mom's already passed out, the night is young, we're playing some Call of Duty zombies, and like, we're just kind of all laughing and having a good time. And then. The dealer texts us, and he's like, hey, man, I might have given you guys the wrong bag. And we're like, yo, what? And he's like, yeah, you guys got what, like an eighth? And we're like, no, dude, I have the text. It says you gave me a half ounce for 20 bucks. It's what I gave you. And he's like, oh, fuck. Like, I thought you were somebody else and all this shit. And I'm like, dude, I was there in person. You handed me the weed. He's like, well, I was high. And I'm like, well, we already smoked some of it. And he goes, you know what? Just keep it. Just keep it. Whatever. Like, you know, just, you know, don't hit me up for a little bit because... kind of upset with myself that like I sold you the wrong bag and I'm just like fuck what does he mean he sold us the wrong bag and we started smoking this weed man and this weed was like like I said not like the best amazing high I've ever had but after a couple bowls we were all really stoned like this was some pretty okay weed and the next day I remember I woke up feeling refreshed after a night of smoking and binge drinking monsters and like There was something off about me the next day. I couldn't quite place it, but, like, it was like I went to bed stoned. Woke up, and I was still high. And it was just, like, kind of a weird feeling for me. Now, the next sketchy dealer story... is gotta be, like, the time that I bought from a friend of mine that lived on another friend's, like, property. Like, he was renting, like, a tiny house, basically. And this is as an adult. Like, I was really lazy. Didn't feel like going to the dispensary. So my friend goes, he goes, hey... The guy that rents from me grows weed, like, he'll probably sell you some for a pretty decent price. So I go up and I get this weed, and this dude is immediately, like, looking fucking sketch because he answers the door. No shirt on, cargo pants and sandals, and a fucking, like, Russian Cold War gas mask on his face. And he's like, Oh, hi, you must be this so and so's friend that wants to buy weed. And I'm just like, Uh, yeah. And he's like, Oh, cool. Well, how much and what kind do you want? I was like, What do you have that's like a hybrid and he's like starts listing off all these strains that he has and shit and I'm just like how the fuck do you have this much weed and he goes oh come inside and I go inside his place and it's like literally just like 5 or 6 shelves on a wall with LED lights above it and like a hydroponic system set up and he's got like 9 plants dude like 9 fucking plants on the shelf he's got like 5 more on a table that's set up over by the window I guess so they could get more sun And he's just like, yeah, man. Like, what do you want? I got all kinds of weed. And I was like, I ended up buying, like, maybe, like, $100 worth of weed from him. And he just literally hands me, like, a fucking big-ass Ziploc. Two big-ass Ziploc bags. One about halfway full of some Sativa stuff that I liked. And another one with, like, I think it was OG Kush that he had in there. And the other bag was just, it was packed full, dude. I mean, like. And I'm like, you sure you only want 120 for all this? He's like, yeah, man, you're good, you're good. Do you fucking know how hard it was to get, like, the balls to walk home with that much weed on me? I mean, literally, this is almost, like, maybe, like, two pounds, over a pound and a half of weed. And I get home, and I'm looking around, I'm like, where the fuck do I hide this shit? And I'm just like, fuck, I don't know where to put it. And I'm in my apartment, right, and I go around the corner, and there's, like, a cabinet so i put the two big ass bags of weed up in the cabinet and like you know i I pull it out later and put it into like I've, i've literally walked down the street to walmart got mason jars filled them with the weed i bought like 10 mason jars and even the cashier was like what are you doing and i was like oh i'm making candles she's like oh that's cute that's cool that's cool i've seen people come in here for these a few times And, like, I just have, like, mason jars literally full of fucking weed that I'm sitting on my kitchen, like, in my kitchen counter, just on the counter. Like, a fucking spice rack. And I, like, get a sharpie and, like, wrote on the lids. I was like, okay, this one's indica, indica, sativa, indica, sativa. Like, I had to label shit, dude. It was a lot of fucking weed. And my buddy hits me up and he's like, yo, how much weed did he give you? And I was like, dude, he ass gave me, like, a pound and a half of fucking weed for, like, 120 bucks. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you might want to smoke that stuff soon. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, the reason he sold it to you so cheap is because it was from, like, a few months ago worth of harvest. Like, And I was like, but this weed still seems fresh. It seems good. And he's like, well, yeah, he keeps it, like, pretty humid in there so the weed stays fresh. But, you know, you might want to smoke it sooner, like, put something in there to keep it hydrated. And I shit you not, like, dude, within two days of this weed being in these jars and me smoking out of it a few times, it started to dry out. So I went and I bought like the orange, I bought an orange, peeled the orange, put some orange peels in there with it, kept it hydrated for another like, you know, month or two. And I literally was hitting up friends like every other day to be like, hey, come over, come smoke some weed. I got a shitload of weed. Hey, come over, come smoke some weed. I got a lot of weed. And a few friends did come over and smoke with me and shit. But like it was really fucking hard to get rid of this weed before it would have started either molding or just like not being right. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's a sketchy do- dealer that sold me, like, old weed. And that's why he was just trying to get rid of it, because I guess he had another harvest coming in, and he was desperate to get rid of this weed to make, like, room for his new shit. And I'll do one more sketchy dealer story, and this might be one that a few people have listened to the podcast before have heard. And that is dealing with this one dealer in freaking high school, who would always make us meet him at, like, there was a sandwich shop right down the street, literally right across the street, actually, from the high school. You just had to go down the wash and up the other side of it. And we would always walk over there to meet him. And he'd hand us our shit in the parking lot before going in. And he'd be like, hey, come inside. Let me get your lunch. Now, he was a really nice guy. Like, the fact that he got us lunch and shit was cool. But, like, we're sitting there with, like, our bag of weed in our backpack. You can totally smell it. The whole restaurant smells like restaurant slash convenience store. Like, they had, like, chicken. And they had these really, really, really good... Billy cheese cheesesteaks there that I always used to get but today I got the chicken I got a chicken tender sandwich and some fries and you know I'm chilling with my big ass soda and he goes all right guys come outside real quick like before I say goodbye like he was really cool he's really social dude like one guy that I really actually liked buying from but what made him sketchy is he was just so so public about being a drug dealer like The dude didn't try to hide it at all. He would consistently, like, just in public, hand us bags of weed. And then he... Like, there was a few times even. This is one of those times that I was starting to tell you. He invites us outside with him, goes to his car, pulls out a blunt, and just lights it right there in the parking lot. Like, nobody's gonna fucking notice. He just takes it and just... He's like, oh, this shit's good, huh, man? Like, this is bomb shit. I'm like, yeah, alright, cool, it's good. But, like we're in the middle of a fucking parking lot and he's like "Uh, nobody cares like it's just weed whatever and like the minute somebody pulls up in the parking spot a couple spots down from him he's like oh shit starts butting it out on the ground like dragging it on the bottom of a shoe to put it out like I was like I thought nobody cared and he goes yeah but I don't want to go to jail man and mind you we're all stoned at this point we start walking away back to the same friend's house from one of the last stories to go smoke this weed and like we're sketched out as fuck and literally dude like two or three cops drive right by us and I'm thinking like oh they're gonna go like they're gonna fucking pull us over like they they know we bought weed it was on like security camera footage or some shit and we just keep walking dude and they coast past us and I'm like okay as soon as we're across this wash guys we're cutting through the neighborhood and then cutting through the park and they're like alright good idea because you could cut down this long ass sidewalk that would take you all the way to like the the what we call the Civic Center Park because it's in the middle of the city, and so we dip down this back sidewalk, all the way to Civic Center Park, go to the park, go into the bathroom and pack a bowl, start smoking a bowl as we're like walking around outside, and there's like nobody in the park at this point. It's like seven thirty at night, on like a mid like a, not, not like a summer's day but like a pretty warm day for the desert. Not like insanely hot but toasty, you know. We're sweating at this point. The shirts are coming off because it's nighttime. Like. And we're walking up the street back to 7-Eleven towards our friend's house. We stop at 7-Eleven to grab shit and we, you know, throw our sweaty-ass shirts back on to go inside real quick. Not thinking, we probably smell like weed because we have a bowl in our pocket that we just smoked out of. And we have more weed in the bag, but we really didn't care at this point. This is like a year or two after the initial 7-Eleven sketch trip. And this is the point where, like, I got to know one of the cashiers, a gentleman whose name I'm not going to say because, you know defamation but he looks at us he's like hey you guys smell like fucking pot where is it and I'm like yo I got some in my backpack and he goes all right I'm gonna take out the trash meet me out back in like 10 minutes and I'm just like all right cool and this cashier we would smoked weed with like a handful of times he was a super cool dude like he meets us out back we go back out there with him and he has like his bowl and he's like you know smoking his shit and We smoke a bowl of his shit, and then we pack a bowl of our shit, and we're all passing around. He's like, yeah, you boys, you boys really like smoking weed, huh? And then he goes inside, comes back out with, I guess, like, the food that had expired, and just hands us a shitload of, like, the spicy chicken rollers, which are God's gift to chicken rollers. Gives us, like, you know, three fucking big bites and, like, some taquitos and shit, and he's like, yeah, you guys take this stuff and get out of here. Like, go, go. So we had our drinks. We would secured food, which was not the plan, but it happened that way. Get back to the buddy's house. Everything is good. There's no sketchy text or anything from the dealer. Until like three days later, he sends us a text message. He's like, hey, did you guys see the cops that came to the restaurant after you guys left? And we're like, yeah, what happened? And he goes, I don't know, but I got in my car and fucking left. And he told us this story about how like a cop had followed him like for about like 20 minutes, like tailing far behind him. And how he's sweating bullets because he has like literally like bags of weed in his backpack that he's delivering to people. And he's super sketched out and like it was just a bad time for him. And like about like two or three months later when I hit him up to buy from him again. He tells me he's like yeah dude. Dude I don't know about meeting up with you guys again like last time was pretty sketchy. And I'm just like it's not our fault. And he's like yeah 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 no I'll have to think about it and hangs up. And that was like one of the last times that I ever bought from him. I think I bought from him again like a year or two later just because he was on deck and I was like, yeah, all right, cool. But that's about it. Now, for the next part of the podcast, I'm going to tell you guys some more dumb shit that me and my friends have done while stoned. And I hope you enjoy this. Enjoy the music for a minute. I'll be right back. guys so another top 10 things that me and my dumb friends have done while being stoned number one has got to be we got really really high me a couple of chicks that me and my buddy used to hang out with and my buddy too and across the street from where they lived in the middle of the city believe it or not there was this like not abandoned but like abandoned like little it was like two apartments like stuck back to back the back, like, the, the, the flowers in the back had been overgrown for years. There was, like, fallen trees. The windows were all broken. And this story might scare a couple people. Doll warning. And, uh, so here's what happens We go to the friend's house. We smoke. You know, we're chilling out. Like, her mom was one of the cool parents that we knew who didn't give a fuck if we smoked weed because she smoked weed and she would, like, let us take, like, little hits of her fucking, like, she had this really ornate bong that was, like, a dragon, basically. It was really fucking cool to smoke out of. And so we smoked with her. We're all pretty stoned and we're bored trying to figure out what to do. And normally we just go hang out at the park or go walk down to Circle K and get like drinks and shit and then come back and hang out. So we walk down the street to Circle K, get drinks and shit, come back, hang out for like 20 minutes. Before we realized when we were walking back that that abandoned house doesn't look like it's been opened in decades. So what do we do? Of course, we go pop the fence gate open because it was literally so like degraded on the wood that we could just break it open we go in there right we'll go into the first house we had to end up up actually like kicking down like this sheet of plywood that was covering the back door we go in and we start exploring and there's like an old tv from like the 1950s in there one of the ones with the big old like clicky dials and shit and there's, like, all this really old, cool stuff in there. And then we go into the back part. And I guess someone had broken in at some point and been sleeping in there. Because there was, like, a bed with, like, sheets on it. And, like... It it wasn't, like, clean. It was, like, covered in a thick layer of dust. So someone probably hadn't been in there in a minute. But then we go over to the bathroom. And there's literally a stack of porno mags. I kid you not. I shit you not. This is true. Swear to God. A stack of, like, old fucking porno mags on top of the counter next to the toilet and the sink and the toilet still had water to it I guess the city was providing water or something but like it was just cool and we're going through this place we ended up taking a couple pieces of furniture and stuff out and like putting it out in the middle room to hang out in and shit we kind of turned into a little hangout spot for like a day or two and then like the next time we went in there we decided we were going to explore the apartment right next door now the number one red flag for this was the reason was there was always bees in the backyard but nobody ever knew where they came from and, like, there was, they had, like, flowers at my friend's apartment, which was right across the street and down a little bit. So, like, the flowers in front of their house were always, like, super pretty because it was always bees around, like, pollinating them and shit. And so my buddy goes, all right, cool. Well, the door is unlocked. So we unlock the door, turn on a flashlight to look inside. And the entire wall, the entire left wall is just bees as far as the eye can see. It is covered in bees. This house is literally a beehive. And I tell my buddy and my friends, I'm like, cover your faces, like cover your faces, because if you exhale, if they're killer bees, carbon dioxide pisses them off. And there was literally millions of fucking bees. I did not want to get stung millions of times by bees because I would probably die. And like we look around and we're peeking in there a bit, like just for a minute, just to look and we look into the dead center of the room and there's literally a creepy baby doll with half of her head shattered and like honeycomb inside of her head and looks like she's held up by honeycomb like the bees had built onto her and it was the most terrifying looking fucking thing I'd ever seen in my entire life IRL and I shit you not when my light hit that thing and I saw the face I literally turned around and just belted out like I saw it I processed it and I fucking left I left my two my other three friends came running out behind me and like closed the door and like we booked it back to the, like her house and went inside and closed the door. And like mind you like my buddy had got stung like once or twice by the bees and he was totally chill because he's not allergic to bees but he's like holy fuck dude that was a lot of bees like we just couldn't believe it. We'd never seen something like that with our own eyes and the doll made it creepier. So we told our friend's mom about it and what was inside the first house and what was inside the second house and shit. And she goes, yeah, I would stay out of there if I were you kids. And she told us this, like, scary story about, I guess, like, somebody died in the house. And the family that owned it didn't want to do anything about it because it was bad vibes. They got whenever somebody tried to go in, so they just left it. And I was like, okay, cool, this sounds like bullshit. Because it was on, like, a super small plot of land. Like, this entire place could probably fit, like, inside of, like, a big city apartment. Like, this entire, like two two like apartment thing could fit inside of one big apartment easily like easily they were basically studios and like i don't know man i don't know if it's true what her mom said but like i got really bad vibes walking past that place for like the next like two or three weeks knowing that there was just a giant beehive in there and i guess like i guess her mom called the city and said something about it because literally like three or four days later There's, like, work trucks right there, and they're basically ripping, like, the whole wall of this place open, and there's just bees everywhere, and, like, they put up signs, like, warning people. And then another time that we did something stupid while getting stoned has got to be probably with the same three friends, my buddy, my friend, and her sister. And we decide one night, it's, like, late at night, not late, late, but kind of late, that we're going to go skateboarding at, like, 730 at night. And we're gonna go cruise down the street to the Circle K, just grab some drinks, fuck around in the back parking lots. Cause there's this one parking lot over by where we over in the, like the triangle area of where the three of us lived. There's this one parking lot area that was just flat, flat ground that you could skate super easy. It was such a good place to chill at. We used to skate it constantly, all the time. And one time we decided to smoke and then skate. And one of my friends, one of the girls had never skateboarded before and she's like oh i want to try i want to try jumps on it rides about like maybe 10 or 15 feet falls and is like screeching in pain and like we help her get up and we help her limp home and stuff and then she ends up going to the hospital going to the hospital because she literally fractured fractured her wrist because when she fell back she slammed her hand right on the bones fractured her wrist We get home and, like, she's calling me, telling me what's going on and what happened and shit. And, like, her mom is literally laughing at her. Mind you, like I said, she's a cool-ass mom. She goes, I can't believe you guys got high and tried to skateboard. You guys are fucking stupid. Like, and we're just, like, all laughing and having a good time with it. Except for her. She's pretty pissed off at this point. And, yeah, after that, I never saw her even try to get on a skateboard ever again. Which was probably a good thing. Now... Another thing that, like, we have done stoned has got to be me and just my one other friend, my best buddy, Jeff, if you've known him from a few of the other stories that I've posted. It's not his real name, but, you know, we'll go with it. So one night, we're hanging out. We're getting baked, Like, we're passing around pens. You know, I rolled a joint. I'm smoking a joint. My buddy takes a couple hits because he's not a big flower person. And what ends up happening is the, like, absolute weirdest fucking night of our lives... We're all hanging out, bullshitting, talking, and, you know, fucking around, playing music, watching movies. You know, we went and got, like, Habit Burger for dinner, which if you haven't had Habit Burger, and I haven't had it in almost a year, and I really, really could go for some of that right now. But what ends up happening is we all get fucked up. My ass falls asleep on the couch. My two friends go, like, you know, to do their own thing. I wake up, like, an hour later feeling refreshed. Smoke more, and me and my buddy are hanging out in the backyard. and we decide it's gonna be a fun idea because his whole backyard at this property that we were staying at was literally like a house that was built in like the 20s that had not been lived in in a while. We get the bright idea that we're gonna clear out some of the bushes and grass. So we go, we grab garden tools, we start yanking shit out. And immediately like the thing that scares the fuck out of me is out here in this desert we have what are called sun spiders. Which are basically smaller versions of camel spiders. And these spiders are not afraid of humans. Let me tell you, 100% factual. These things are not scared of us at all. If you disturb their nest, if you fuck with them in any kind of way, they will come running at you. And the only thing that's going to stop them dead ass, might be like a fucking 44 magnum. I don't know. Like for a one-shot kill... (laughs) Allergies And, like, we are literally, like, just sitting there looking at this fucking big-ass spider that I just smacked with a shovel. Still trying to rush at me. My buddy runs inside, grabs his pellet gun, comes back outside, shoots it. It's dead dead at this point. And he goes, all right, cool, let's clear out some more bushes. And he starts reaching for a bush, and there's a fucking rattlesnake just chilling right there. Mind you, we're still super high. And this thing going, in the bush. you just It's not a sound that if you've ever heard a rattlesnake rattle, it's not a fucking sound that you want to hear. And it no matter who you are, how big you are, it'll scare the living fuck out of you. So we're sitting there and we're looking at this rattlesnake and we're like, oh shit, what do we fucking do? And he goes, well, cocks his fucking pellet gun again and goes, I'm gonna kill it. And I'm like, but dude, that's a diamondback. We should call animal control. Like, dude, let the professionals handle it. He goes, Oh, man, you're right. Puts the rifle back inside, goes, calls animal control. We wait outside for them. We pull them into where the snake is. And the dude looks at it and goes, oh, a rattlesnake. Just walks over and just picks it up with his hand. And I'm like, dude, you have got to be the one of the most badass motherfuckers I've ever met. But he just literally is holding it behind its head with his hand. He's like, yeah, she's not angry. She's just pregnant. That's probably why she didn't try to strike at you. And we're like, wait, she could have got us. And he's like, yeah, you were close enough. And he picks this thing up. And this thing, I shit you not, is like fucking like long, dude. Like, I don't know. I don't know an exact measurement. I want to say like five feet if they get that long. I don't know. It was a big ass fucking snake. And the dude's holding it and her fangs are showing and shit. And he goes, yeah, see, she's not even really doing much. She's just kind of letting me hold her. And I'm just like, you're a crazy motherfucker. He goes, What's well, a good thing she's pregnant. That means we can keep the babies. And he puts it in this little, like, container that he has. Pops the lid on it real quick. And just picks it up and walks out like it's no big deal. He's like, thanks for calling us, guys. Like, you know, hey. Like, we're like, yeah, don't worry about it. Whatever. Dude leaves and my friend sits down. is having, like, a panic attack. And he's like, that dude just picked up a rattlesnake with his bare fucking hands. Like, he just picked it up. And I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, dude, he's a professional. Like, if they they can do shit like that, like, if we tried that, we'd probably get fucking bit or be dead by now. And he's like, but, but it's a snake. Who just picks up a snake? You're supposed to use snake handling tools to grab a snake. And I'm just like, bro, it's cool, chill, whatever. And, like, we finally calmed down, smoke a little bit more, decided to go walk around the property a little bit. And guess what? We find another fucking rattlesnake. And my friend goes, should I try to grab it? And I'm like, are you fucking retarded? Like, no. So we call animal control again. They show up. The dude this time walks up and he goes, oh, it's a male, probably the father. And I'm like, okay, what does that have to do with us? And he looks at us and goes, you know, you were really surprised when I grabbed the female earlier, but she wasn't a fighter. He might be. Walks back to his truck, comes back with this, like, snake handling stick, the one with, like, the the little, like, noose on the end that you pull tight to pick the snakes up gently. Reaches down, scoops this, like, male rattlesnake up, and this thing starts thriving in the air, and he drops it. And it's a pissed-off rattlesnake. It has been disturbed. It has been lifted, flopped around, and dropped. And we're just sitting there like, oh, fuck! Like, we literally, like, jumped back, like, ten feet and he goes oh don't worry don't worry you're okay guys looks down at the male rattlesnake and the rattlesnake's like staring him down at this point so he slips the thing over its head again picks it up walks over to the truck puts it in like one of the little like cage side units on the truck and like proceeds to just go okay cool well now we got two of them so they can go to a special habitat and we're like all right whatever take the snake's leave, please and again, my buddy's sitting there, he's like, that thing, that thing was angry. It was an angry snake. I could see it in its eyes. It was gonna bite him. And I was like, yeah, that's kinda what snakes do, bro. I'm freaking out too. I'm like shaking a little bit. You know, I light a cigarette. Like, disclaimer, don't smoke cigarettes. This was a dumb story because like the sheer fact that like we got we tried to fuck with rattlesnakes is a dumb idea. Don't ever do that. For your for your safety and for the safety of others. Don't fuck with rattlesnakes. If one of them bites you, it's gonna be bad just like, you know, the camel spider that we had, the, the sun spider, I don't want to say camel spider, that gives the wrong impression as to how big it is, but the thing that we had to literally shoot with a pellet gun to get to leave us alone, dude, like, that is not something that you want to fuck with on a daily basis. So there's a few dumb stories that me and my friends have done high yet again. So anyways, guys, I'm gonna cut the podcast here, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um. Yeah, I don't know where to go from there, but it's 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm probably gonna to go to sleep, You guys, enjoy your wake and bake, stay high, stay lifted, and don't fuck with rattlesnakes. I will see all you guys, well, not see, but I know you're here on the next episode of the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. Have a good night.